What's up, everybody out there in Internet land? Welcome to the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode 11. Why, what is this podcast? You may be wondering. It is a podcast made by gamers for gamers and comes to you, the listener, each and every week from two friends who live on opposite sides of the country to bring you the hottest gaming news and industry insights, as well as an in-depth topic to culminate our discussion of that great pastime we all love, video games. I'm one of those gamers and one of your hosts, Joseph King, and joining me, as always, from his bunker in Wuhan, China, Kevin Corkum. What's up, Joseph? China. What's up, buddy? China. China. <laughs> uh, apparently, did you see uh, he got like shot at or something recently? No, there was a what happened was there was a outside the White House or something. There was some kind of like domestic disturbance. Some guy was fu- shooting at police off. I don't know. Something like that. But yeah, but they it wasn't had to... on White House property. Correct. I think. No, I think it was like down the street, but they got, they but got obviously, nervous. obviously. Yeah. For good reason. You know, uh, they they had to evacuate him during a press conference. I was in the mountains all weekend, so I kind of just kind of caught a glimpse of that. Uh, we had in and out service, as it were. So oh, that's so that's so nice, man. I you know I've been I've actually limited my social media use, so I'm only I only allow myself one hour um, for all for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter combined. And it sounds like a lot, but it's it's actually you hit that mark pretty quick. Um, with how much you scroll, I've been I've been trying to limit it because I just there's so much shit out there and there's so much toxicity and it it really started kind of like taking a toll on my mental health. Like I was I was getting wrapped up in stuff that I was seeing on social media and uh, just getting too like, irritated with everything. Oh uh, yeah, it just wasn't it just wasn't like it wasn't healthy for me. I needed to, to take a break. So I've been doing that recently. Um, and sometimes when I hit my limit, I, I let myself go on Twitter because I feel like Twitter is kind of, I, I get a lot of news from Twitter and, and it's, you know, it's, it is what it is, but uh, Instagram and Facebook, I've started unfollowing people. Um, I've started, you know, just trying to like cleanse cause it, and let me tell you, man, when you don't check social media, it you're happier. You just are like, I've, I've been saying this for a very long time, but I think social media is a, is a huge issue um, in just in general. And I think I think it is altering the way people do activities. Like I know people that go out and like do certain activities because they want to take a picture for Instagram. And I just that line of, of thinking, if it makes someone else happy, that's OK. But I, I think it, it gets a little dangerous. And I, I've been really trying to limit my time on social media. I barely post on social media, first of all. I've never posted on social media from the day Facebook and all that shit came out. I kind mm-hmm. of saw it for what it was. And I just, I've been trying to limit it. So if anyone's listening and you find yourself boggled down in these times, and since you know a lot of us have a lot more time, I, I highly suggest taking either a social media hiatus or just heavily limiting it. Um, it's, it's cleared up so much space in my mind and so much energy, you know, like mental energy. I have much more mental energy now than I did before from the sole fact of cutting social media out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I wish I, so here's the thing. Like I really at its core of what it is, I I know what social media is. I recognize it for the evil that it is and I hate it. I can't stand it. Like I really do hate it, but I post all the time just cause I like to, I like to just post stupid, funny shit sometimes for the most part. And then, uh, but I, a lot of people do just take it too seriously. They put all their politics and all their views and beliefs on there. And I've said for years that that's, that's what ruined this country is, you know, back in the early nineties, you know, I, 
I'll kind of go on to this tangent. So this is, since you're talking about this, I've always had this kind of, this is what is wrong with America. Uh, I figured out a long time ago that I was sitting there having a conversation with somebody at work and we were kind of uh, just talking back and forth. And I was like, well, no, I, I know what, what happened. Social media ruined us. And what happened was, is you had, you know, let's say, let's go pre-internet, say it's like 1994, 1993, right? And there's an office setting and there's a guy named Jim and a guy named Jeff and they meet around the water cooler once a day and they sit there, they'll talk about sports. They'll talk about things going on in their personal life. And then they go on about their business. Jim is a right wing conservative, uh, gun toting Bible fearing, God fearing man, uh, conservative American, right? Jeff is a liberal gay man who, uh, is a, you know, Democrat through and through, and they have these, uh, they each, each have their own morals, beliefs, and agendas, but they're very friendly at work because they don't talk about any of those things. And they go home and they live their lives. Now you fast forward to that, those same type of people in 2017 and 2020. I don't know why I said 17. I just had a brain fart <laughs> what year it is. Uh, but now you fast forward to today's times and you take those same two people. Well, now there's this thing called Facebook and Jim goes and accepts an, a friend request from Jeff. And now Jim gets to see all of Jeff's political beliefs and all of his morals and everything like that. And vice versa for Jim and Jeff. And they just have to, and they sit there and they read each other's shit and thoughts and, and, and they just don't like it. And then that's where the hate and vitriol comes from. And that to me, I think is where we ended up as a people where we're so hate fueled, uh, just this vitriol and everything that everybody, you know, that's that's our main core is people just say whatever they want on social media because they're friends with everybody, but you're not really friends with them. And then you get to hear just this vile, evil shit. I live in Texas and um, it's just, you know, we're very Texas is becoming more and more every year a, a split state. It used to be red for many years, and I think over the years it's starting to turn a little bit more blue, um, kind of purplish right now, I think. Uh, but there are so many conservatives here, and there's like you know quite a few liberals too. I'm kind of middle ground. I kind of if I had to classify myself as anything, I'd probably be a libertarian. But uh, it's just I think yeah, social media is the 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 bane of existence, man. Like. I, I hate it at the same time, but I, I'm on my phone so much because of the downtime I have at work. I sit in an ambulance for 12 hours a day, so it's hard to find that middle ground. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you on the Facebook thing and Instagram, but I'm, I'm kind of like I, I get my news from Twitter a lot. Like not and how why when I say that, you're like, oh, see, you're the problem. No, I, I get like like real actual news. I don't go to like fake. Uh, websites i'm just saying news tends to break on twitter before anything yes. else you know what i mean yeah oh, so that's, that's what I, that's what i mean when i say i get my news from twitter uh but i love things like reddit and uh um pinterest because that's where i get like a lot of cooking ideas from so like reddit and pinterest are like my go-to like just browse the web type stuff because usually i i you know you can pick and choose what you want to follow on reddit and pinterest right it's not just something that's in your face like right with Twitter. So I, I love Reddit and Pinterest for that reason, because it's just the things that I like. So it's only going to be positive to me. But yeah, I think, I think everybody needs to do what you said, kind of just purge yourself from the internet in general and social media, but don't purge yourself from all the internet because that's where you can find us, the remote gaming <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I, uh, I, I, I think uh, social media is evil. 
What's been, yeah. what else has been good in your life, Kevin, lately? What else has been good in my life? Um, let me see. Mm, not a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, it's not, my life's not bad by any means. <laughs> I'm just saying there's nothing, there's nothing like super exciting that's happened in my life. I've just been really, you know, it's, it's been quarantining. I've been, you know, at, hanging out inside, playing video games, um, cooking. Um, that's really, really it. My life is very, um, flatlined right now you know there's not a whole lot of highs and a whole lot of lows it's not terrible it's really not i mean like i i've always been kind of a glass half full kind of guy and yeah i mean the situation with everything that's going on being out of work and things like that that's terrible uh but you're having these epiphanies if you will like you know you're sitting there being able to limit yourself from social media and, and being home there i'm sure you're able to kind of find other outlets to escape uh the rest of the world from yeah i mean i've been getting out every day and and working out and and taking my dog out for really long walks which is fun uh he's actually got to go have another surgery he's got a bad knee but so i'm enjoying that time with him while i can before i have to you know he has surgery next week on his knee and he's out he can't do anything for two weeks other than go outside to poop and pee he's not allowed to get on like any surfaces he's not allowed to climb on any like you know get on the couch or anything like that um, then we you know we slowly start adding activity back in week. What is it? Week, week, week three. I think we start can do like five to 10 minute walks. And then hopefully by week six, he's back to full length walks, but I've been really enjoying that time. It's just, it's so nice to get out. Um, we've been walking for like three miles during the day and about three miles at night. Um, trying to do like, you know, 10 K, um, every day, just getting out early and, uh, getting the endorphins flowing and, connecting with the world and, and nature. Um, it's been nice. It's been, it's been really nice. So I've been enjoying that time. I've been really, um, cherishing it honestly, because it's, it's time that I get to spend, um, you know, with, with my girlfriend and, and my roommate at night, we all go out on a walk together. Um, but during the day it's just me and my dog and it's, it's nice. It's just nice to kind of get out and think and listen to a podcast while I'm walking around or, you know, whatever. It's it's been really nice. So I guess I guess that's a really good thing that's been happening in my life. I I've been really enjoying and trying to cherish that time. Very cool. Very nice. Yeah, I uh like I said, I I just got back from Colorado. We went for the weekend. We took the family up into the mountains and man, you want to talk about just being able to get away from everything. Like I, my, my, t- I, I had little tidbits of seeing how I used to be. We have a 10 year old and, and he was very bored a lot of the time uh, because we, you've been on trips like that when you're a kid with your parents, you, you don't appreciate the beauty of the things you're doing. Like yes. the little, the little things you just don't when you're younger. And you know, there were times where I was just sitting out on the back porch of this cabin, just drinking coffee, just staring off into the distance. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I, I said, I'm just enjoying our time here. And he, he kind of just like, well, this sucks. I'm going to go build this knife. And he found like a fence picket and built a sword. And so he, he had fun, but it, it's just, I, I definitely see, I saw myself in him because I went on so many trips with my parents that I, I, for the life of me, you know, once in a lifetime experiences kind of, you know, I'm sure one day we'll, I'll take my family there, but I remember going to the grand Canyon and not giving a shit, but yeah. I would love to see, I haven't been back since and I'd love to see it, but it's like, I, I saw little bits and pieces of myself and him and then, and then to sit there and to be 32 years old and be like, man, yeah, this is, this is, this is nice right here. Just sitting here doing nothing. 
Yeah, we used to go. Last... We used to go to this. Um, we have like a, our family rents a beach house out. My mom's side of the family rents a beach house out uh, in New Hampshire. It's right on the water. It's really oh, gorgeous, God. beautiful. And we'd go okay. every summer. And I would get bored during the day, you know, because all the all the adults were sitting out in the backyard and, you know, having a beer and making a sandwich and chilling. And we'd go to the beach and, I, you know, at night I just couldn't wait to go into like the little town uh, that was nearby mm-hmm. so I could go play in the arcades. They have all oh, they have amazing arcades. Oh, oh my I God. I bet they're so all old school. Fuck. Yeah, they're old school. They're right on the water. They're open. I mean, it's beautiful there's a whole boardwalk very very jersey right you know old you know new england style boardwalk and i just loved going down there and i would spend i mean if my parents let me i would spend all day in those arcades um but i i feel that because i would i would get bored around the house sometimes i'd always have to be you know playing wiffle ball or have my soccer ball or something i have to be active in some way uh while i was out there because it's it's hard when you're a kid to kind of slow down and 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 take in the beauty of what's around you. You appreciate sure. it a lot more as an adult. Oh yeah, hands down. And and so yeah, we we had fun, and now it's back to reality. I woke up and mowed the lawn this morning, and now I have to go back to work tomorrow. And I'm really not wanting to do that, but Ugh. it's all good. It's only for three days. I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and after Saturday I get four days off. So it'll be oh really. It, it can't can't complain too much. But uh, Kevin, what have you been playing recently? Well, Joseph. I've been playing a lot of Rogue Company. I think that game is honestly has no business being as good, as good as it is right now, um, as it's still in beta and it runs so well and it plays really well. And I, I know I talked a lot about it on the last podcast, so I don't want to I don't want to go too in depth, but um, it's it's really really great. It's like really great. Um, I think it's going to find a really good audience. I think it's going to have a nice competitive scene, um, and it's it's. It's really, really great. But I, I, I want to talk about Hyperscape. It released on consoles yesterday. I played about four and a half, five hours of it. Um, and I really enjoy it. I will say that it feels a little strange on controller. You have to really mess with the settings. Um, like I had to turn what, my... The aiming and shooting or what? Yeah. The ADS um, sensitivity is like way too high. Um, you can't hit any shots. You have to lower it. Um like a bunch, you have to lower it. It's it's just it's impossible to hit anybody. The aim assist needs a little bit of work. Um, it doesn't lock on to people uh, as much. It really it feels like there is minimum aim assist on it, uh, which is which is a little weird. And it takes it took me about an hour and a half to get used to it because it's it's very. I kept saying I was I was streaming it. And I kept saying, I'm like, this is very different. Like, yes, it's a BR. Like, yes, you grab floor loot and run around. But it is not like any other battle royale. It is extremely different. There's no circle, right? There are just areas yeah, on the, the map. The area that, just collapses, correct? Right, yeah. It just basically becomes an area where, like, you can't play anymore, you know? Um, or you get, you get, you take damage, which is so cool. It's so, so, so cool. Um, and I love the movement and verticality in the game. I think it works extremely well, uh, and I think I think the gunplay is good. It's not great, just because I haven't played enough. Like it doesn't feel as tactile as Call of Duty does. Um, it feels a little bit more like Apex in that the 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 aiming is a little more floaty. Um, it's not as it doesn't feel as grounded, and that's because it's it it is an arena shooter. 
Like this game is is an ode to old arena shooters. Um, it's all about verticality. It's about movement. You have time. Like when someone shoots you, you have time to turn around and react, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy um, because I've been playing a lot of Warzone and and just comparing it to Warzone and sometimes even Apex. I mean, if you don't know someone is is there and they and they get the jump on you, you're dead. Like you are absolutely dead in Hyperscape. If someone shoots at you and you don't know they're there, you can use an ability to get out of the way or move around or fi- you know figure out the best way to actually engage in the fight, which I love. I love. I think I think Hyperscape is is the most interesting battle royale right now. Um, I don't think it's it's the best you know by any by any stretch of the imagination. Just at the state that it's in right now, um, I think the time to kill needs a little bit of a. An adjustment. I think the time to kill is too high um, by about. I don't know how much, but just just by a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah, that um, was one of my complaints uh, when I played on PC when it first came out. Was just uh, that the time to kill just felt forever. And I, I feel like this is a game. I had I had a bad feeling about this when it was when I heard it was coming to console. You see this happen more often than not. Like a lot of games today that are on a lot of platforms or, or, or all platforms are intended for controller use because they know that that's game's going to be on controller use. Uh, this game feels like it was made for PC and ported to console. And I don't, I, and usually that's when you end up with problems, especially in first person shooters. So I'm, I'm kind of nervous for this game as far as like the controls go judging by what you've said. Yeah, it's, it just, it's a big adjustment, but I think I started to adjust. I played, so I played a, uh, two matches today um, just to kind of see how my, how you know, when you, the next day after you play a game, you get better, right? Um, and I went back in and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I, 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 I get it now. Like it, it feels good in the controller. Um, it's, you do, it, honestly, it's a controller you need back bumpers for um you just you kind of okay it's hard to jump and slide and and everything when you're have to move off of the right analog stick to press the you know the jump button mm-hmm. and when i when i put it on my i have an astro um astro c40 controller and i played it on that i was like okay i was like this game actually feels great because you don't have to take your fingers off the sticks and that makes a world of difference for this game okay um so yeah, if you have one of those controllers, I recommend it. I played it all day yesterday on the regular PlayStation controller and it felt fine. It felt, you know, you, it is playable for sure, but it's similar to Call of Duty in the sense that like, you know, when you slide and jump around corners, it's just easier to not take your hand off the stick. Um, so it's it's really good and I'm excited to play more of it and I'm, I'm excited to jump in with you and, and kind of get the hang of it i really like the upgrade system and the weapons i think that's really interesting you can pick up weapons and as you if you find the same weapon that you have equipped it gets more powerful recoil goes down and that's huge like you need to do that because the base weapons are just trash Um, but as you start leveling them up you're like okay i i get it now you know this makes sense um and yeah I, i i i really like it i think the abilities are really fun and I think they add a, a lot to the game. It's good. It's really good. And you should, if you're if you're on the fence, you should play it um, because it's it's definitely worth a play, um, hands down. It, it's 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 a good one. It's good, and it's very different. So I think people that don't like Warzone or don't like Apex are gonna really like this. 
I think people who are looking for something, I don't want to say it's Halo like, um, but I mean, Halo definitely has more of an arena vibe. You know, it I obviously gonna, doesn't feel as good as that, but it's no. similar. But yeah, I, I I can see where you make that comparison um, for as far as the gameplay goes. Uh, the the shooting does feel a little bit similar to Halo. Uh, the movement of your aiming, I I can't describe it, but yeah, I, I think that's probably a good comparison. Uh, what else have you been playing? Um, that's kind of it. I mean, I have been playing Apex and Warzone, but I mean, there's nothing really. I, I jumped into the new season of Warzone. Um, it's good. Uh, you know, it's the same. There's a new meta. It's you better have an LMG or you're gonna die. The Bruin is like the the meta right now. I know they nerfed it, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you can nerf the thing into the ground. It's still gonna be super powerful, in my opinion. Um, it's fun. I mean, I won a game and played played with my friends a little bit. It, it, it's still it's it's fun because I'm good at it. Like it sounds that sounds braggy, but like I'm I literally carry my friends when I play with them. If you're yeah. listening, Travis, I'm, I mean you. Um, you know, I it's like Sorry, I, I, end the, I end the game with like eight kills, you know, and I like wiping out squads and, and stuff like that. And it, it's fun. Like that part about it is fun. Uh, there's just too many people on the map. I I, I mean I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I played about two more hours of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, really great. Still really good. Um, I just can't play more than two hours at a time right now. Uh, I get bored, like just because I, I I don't know. It's not. I think it's that overall fatigue, man. I think you're. I think you're in a point now because of everything that you always talk about that you're playing, right? The things that you're streaming, competitive shooters. I think you're in an online kind of mode right now, and I think that open world single player fatigue has gotten to you. It it definitely has a hundred percent. I think The Last of Us was too long. Um, yeah. So, and I think that it, getting through that, if if they cut three hours out, maybe I would have felt differently about uh, Ghost. Um, but Ghost is yeah. fantastic, and you should play it. Like it, it yeah. is really, 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 really good. Yeah, I I think it when I do sit down and play it, it might be one of my contenders for game of the year. I, I I've been watching a lot of stuff. I watched the the Cyber Wire for Cyberpunk or whatever they call it. Oh uh, shit! Their, their little updates, and I I don't think anything is going to beat that game as far as game no. of the year goes. But no, 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 uh, no. I I think I'm glad. I think I you hit the nail on the head with saying the Last of Us Part Two was too long, and to just jump right into another third person action adventure narrative driven game just does not. That's not what I want to do right now. And so I'm, I'm totally fine with waiting until I get my 4K TV this fall and playing Ghost then. Yeah, um, I mean, it is fucking gorgeous, man. I will say that. It is absolutely stunning. The game is I wanted, I wanted to uh, touch on what you said about Warzone real quick. Um, I'm kind of mad. I'm kind of sad. Like, I loved it, right? We played a fuck ton of this game when it first mm-hmm. came out. And I uh, I enjoy the game. I, I, I did, right? But... I'm just not going to download a 200 gigabyte game on my hard drive for just one game. You know what I mean? Yep. Like it's just not worth that to me and they need to figure something out how to fix that because it's just kind of absurd. Uh, I don't know if they need to remove assets or whatnot. I talked about this last week or, or maybe two weeks ago. I said, you know, what they should have done was just release two separate clients where Warzone was its own thing and not tied to the main game at all. And I might jump in it more, if, it, but it just that that download size. I just don't care to sit there and have that game update because by the time my PlayStation's done finished copying everything, I've got to, you know, sit through all that. I don't want to play anymore. And I. It just 
the thing with cheaters that they're it's still bad from what I'm hearing. I just it's horrendous. It sucks the cheaters. It's, I want it. It's horrendous, Joseph. It's horrendous. And that's see, that's not my and, and it it takes out of every other BR I've ever played, Warzone takes the longest to get into a match and to actually get boots on ground and start going again. And uh, granted, it's not horribly long, but it's longer than Fortnite or PUBG or Apex. And I just I don't I don't care to sit there and play that game anymore. <laughs> I may yeah. I may change my tune. I may check it out when it comes to PS5. I may dip back in on PC. But right now, I mean, I've been just kind of consumed on PC at the moment and just I just don't I don't want to jump back into Warzone right now. Yeah. And that's why I'm so hot on Apex right now and I'm I'm interested in Hyperscape. It's just it does everything that people gripe about Warzone. Like it, it just it doesn't do all those things and it and it mm-hmm. plays really well and it runs really smooth. So, and there's not there's a glitch right now in Warzone. Have you seen this where people's guns turn really big and they can't see like you can't see anything? Like your screen literally goes black. It, it's it's horrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. 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 Okay. What have you been playing? Uh, just and I'm not gonna talk too much on this because I know a lot of people don't care. Um, but I've just been playing a fuck ton of World of Warcraft. Um, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I uh, I'm going to download for free tomorrow on the Epic Game Store. Um, Remnant from the Ashes. Isn't that what it's called? Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like a third-person Dark Souls with guns. Uh, looks really fun. I'm going to download that and play that when I, I can. But man, man, i just been getting into WoW. I've got a, two two of my characters. I've got a warrior on the Horde. I've got a warrior for the Alliance. They're both 120. I'm doing in-game stuff with both of those characters because I have, I have friends that play Alliance and I have friends that play Horde. So just kind of getting both of those characters ready to do the in-game, uh, things like that. And I'm also leveling a demon hunter. And just just having fun and wow it's uh it's world of warcraft it's it's the game that everybody um says they uh love to hate but uh i'm really enjoying it i I, a lot of people complaining about this expansion maybe it's because i haven't played it since i I played it when it first came out and then i took a break and now i'm back and i don't know i'm not minding the in-game stuff and uh, i think it's it's very casual friendly nowadays like a lot of the uh the quests are very easy. The uh, there's tons. Of, the game basically throws gear at you. There's multi. You don't have to just do raids. Like if you want to get like the best tier item level, which is your you know your basically your light level, your gear score. Um, if you want to do that, you'd have to do like mythic plus dungeons, which that's the highest. That's the hardest difficulty. But I don't have the time to sit there and raid with thirty nine other people and and raid for you know five hours at a time. I don't have that time. So right. they have these things called world quests, and each week they drop a uh, gear. And the higher your gear score is, the higher tiers the world quest gear will drop. Now it, it, I'm at the point now where it's going to be like kind of insignificant, but it is steadily increasing and I can still do like heroic dungeons and things like that. So I'm basically gearing up cause I want to do PVP. Like I love like fighting other players in world of Warcraft is some of the most, I, I know I've said it before, but it's some of the most, some of the funnest PVP I've ever had in a video game. So that's what I'm trying to do is just uh, go uh, whoop up on, on some nerds. <laughs> But that's that's basically the best way I could put it. I just playing WoW, but that's uh, great. Yeah. Um, speaking, uh, you mentioned Rogue Company earlier. Yes. Uh, if you guys have listened, uh, we we are going to do a uh, kind of a uh, a quiz. Not necessarily a quiz, but we're we're going to pro- pro- propose a question every 
month on our Twitter account at the first of every month. And the last week was the first week we did this. Uh, we put a po- question up on Twitter. We also had people write into our email address um, and we're giving away we, uh, Rogue Company. Uh, we The winner for this month's giveaway for Rogue Company on PC is Thomas. Uh, Thomas, thank you for listening. You will be receiving Yay. your code for Rogue Company here shortly. Um, next month, we're going to be giving away Ghosts of Tsushima. I think that's what we agreed to. Or we may we may pick something that's... Uh, console agnostic i know that's only available on ps4 but if you have any kind of uh comments or thoughts on our ideas of what we should be giving away each month if there's a good game that's on every console platform that you think everybody in the community would enjoy write into us at uh excuse me uh write into us at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com you can also reach out to us on twitter at twitter.com slash remote underscore gaming 20 and so we'll be giving away a game each month, but I think uh, for next month we are going to be doing Ghosts of Tsushima. And so all you have to do is follow us on Twitter, give us a like, follow, and retweet the tweet that you will see be announced for that month. Does that make sense? Am I wording that correctly, Kevin? Yeah, makes perfect sense. There we go. So uh, congrats, Thomas. Be on the lookout for next month's giveaway. And we're going to go right into our reader mail. Uh, we only have one question today it comes from brandon once again that wrote into us last week if you all remember brandon wanted to know our uh favorite fast food restaurants and we (laughs) answered that and we had fun with that but at the end i had said you know next time ask a video game question seeing as this is a video game oriented podcast he wrote in and said okay since you asked for a video game question, how in the blue fuck do you leave off Rainbow <laughs> Six Siege off your best games this gen list? Uh, sincerely, Brandon. So, Brandon, I appreciate you writing in. Uh, for those that missed last week's podcast, we did. Uh, we, me and Kevin ranked our 20 best games of last gen, and we did leave off uh, Rainbow Six Siege. And... Kevin, I guess we totally did forget about that because that's both a game game that me and you both feel is a good game. <laughs> yeah, I, it definitely would have made my list. Probably, maybe more towards the bottom, but it's yeah, it's a it's a great game. Should have been on our list. And thank you for keeping us honest because, I mean, yeah, Siege is great. It had a really rough launch, um, but it is uh, solid now. It's really really the good. Legs that that game map. has right. It's been out for yeah. for how long? god i don't even know like it's six years six seven yeah 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 and so like just the the legs that siege has had i didn't play too much of it i played a little bit on pc i I started late and i've told you before like any of those games that have been out for a while and the barrier to entry i i get kind of overwhelmed i really had a really hard problem that's how it was so hard for me to get back into wow but now that I'm there, I'm glad I did. And maybe maybe I should do the same with Siege. But it's one of those games that just kind of intimidated me because I felt like the, the skill gap would be too high starting low. Uh, but you kind of explained to me the way things work. And it, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Uh, it probably would have been on my honorable mentions. But definitely should have been mentioned. It is definitely one of the better games that have come out this console generation for sure. Yeah, it's super unique and, and really solid. I love it. It's a great game. So... I appreciate that. Um, if you're listening, you can write in just like Brandon did at remotegamingpodcast at gmail.com. Give us a question. We want to hear from uh, people listening. I know we we are a growing podcast. We're trying to acquire more listeners. Um, we want any 
feedback, criticism, anything you can give us to help us make this podcast better, more entertaining, more interesting. Uh, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, and you know, uh, let us know. And that's that's kind of why we're doing our games giveaway. If you want to win that game each each month, we're we're totally giving away a free game every month, and so trying to grow our audience and hopefully uh, become part of your weekly podcast regimen. So yes. thank you, Brandon. With that, I think we're going to go right into the news. Uh, Kevin, why don't you take us with that first one? All right. This is a big piece of news. Uh, we pulled this article from PC Gamer. It's by Wes Fenlon. Halo Infinite delayed until 2021. All right. He says, Halo Infinite is going to right. the Xbox Series X's holiday launch after its big reveal at the July Xbox showcase was criticized largely for its graphics. Microsoft has delayed the game into 2021. It is a dramatic move for the game meant to spearhead Microsoft's new console launch. Here's the meat of the message from Halo Infinite studio head Chris Lee. The decision to shift our release is to shift our release. I love, I love that verbiage i think it's very interesting instead of saying delay he said the decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to the development's challenges including the ongoing covid related impacts affecting all this year i want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 industries who have maintained and committed and who have maintained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges however it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship this holiday end quote he also writes that quote the extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect end quote um yeah that is that i'm just gonna kind of kick it to you joseph um you were right you were right about this and i guess the question i'm gonna pose is um what what does this mean for the xbox series x's launch i think ultimately it's best for the game i think we can both agree on that uh they needed more time clearly um they're actually you know what? i'm gonna pose two questions to you do you buy that some of it is COVID related? Okay. And uh, what does this mean for Xbox Series X's launch? So uh, I want to first of all say thank you for acknowledging that I was correct. Uh, once again, I'm just predicting the future of our gaming uh, situation as we know it. <laughs> now, um, to answer that first question, I was going to say when you were reading this, you know, stop blaming COVID. Um, I do think that had something to do with it, like for sure, right? It's 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 impending everybody in the gaming industry, right? Like the games are not taking a little bit longer to develop now because a lot of people are having to work from home. But the last Halo came out in 2015. Anything that where this project should have been, from everything that I've read, it should have been ready to ship at that moment, right? At at, at the launch. Um, and, and to say that you're blaming COVID to, and that you're working from home. I mean, I feel like I'm not a game developer, but if it was that far along, it shouldn't have been that hard of a, uh, to allocate those resources to, for the developers to develop it at home. You know what I mean? Right. And so I, I think, uh, the, um, uh, it's kind of a cop out, but, I'm I'm not so much as concerned of the launch of what this is going to do for the Series X. I, yeah, it's definitely going to impact it. I'm concerned of what this means for 343. 
uh, because of what we talked about at the end of the podcast last week and, and the rumors that it's, it's things are not going good there. This is just kind of more, uh, food, uh, fuel to that fire, right? That this is supposed to be Microsoft's flagship game. And this is supposed to be the thing that is going to sell your console and it's not ready and it's not coming out. And I'm, I'm betting money. This game doesn't come out till March is what I'm, I'm picking maybe March 28th, something like that. End of March. Um, I think it's getting delayed that, that long. And especially if they're going to try and go back and fix graphics, it may be even longer. Uh, due to COVID and people not being able to come into the office. I, I think that's part of it. Um, but uh, what, what was your second question? Um, what do, what does this mean for the Xbox Series X's launch? Will it yeah, impact it like greatly? I, I think it'll... Uh, I think it's going to definitely do damage to the numbers for sure, right? Like people people that... I, I have friends that have told me they're they're buying an Xbox Series X you know, because that that's that's the system that they love and that they want to play games like Halo and things like that. And it's not there. Um, I think the people that are, you know, Xbox through and through are going to be there regardless. Right. Um, I agree. But this could have this could have definitely it doesn't do well for your your numbers that you're trying to make around the holiday. Right. Like this is the. This console's coming out at the prime time of year, probably sometime after Black Friday and or maybe the weekend of Black Friday. I don't know. And and just to not have these things bundled in with it, it's it's not good for people's Christmas gifts and things like that. I, th- I think it's definitely going to do damage to those numbers for sure. But uh, yeah, this I, I'm just worried about 343 as a studio. I think they're in I think they're in jeopardy of being shut down. I agree with you. I think. I mean, this is this is bad. This is I, I think I think it's best for the game. I think the game's going to ultimately be better. But oh my god, man! If you've been working on this game for five years to launch as an exclusive with your new bright and shiny console, and you fudge it up so bad that you have to delay it. I mean, you have to delay your exclusive, the reason to buy your console at launch. Something is really, really wrong with that game. I mean, it must be broken. Like, it, it must be so bad right now. It, it, I, it, I, I, yeah, go, go for it. Well, I was going to say, do you think... Do you think this is part of cancel culture? Do you think the internet had a lot to do with this? Because, I mean, it says right there mainly because of its graphics. Do you think if it wouldn't have got the reception that it did, would they even be doing this? I, th- I, I still I, think it would have got, I think it would have gotten delayed, but I don't think they would have came out and said something a week later. Here, here's what I think. I think that they are using the backlash against the graphics as an excuse I think they're using that as, as oh, well, we heard you and we and we want to, you know, mm-hmm. I think this game is going to be delayed. I think they knew this game is going to be delayed a month ago before they released too. the thing. I, I don't think that this is they're like, oh, well, everyone's mad about the graphics. No, the, the game is just not good. I, I, I think that they're they. Yeah, I, it's not a finished product. You could see from the fucking I mean, God, your eyes do not lie. It's got to pass the eye test. When you look at a game and it doesn't look ready and it looks muddy and it looks all these things, it's not ready. It's not. Yeah, I, I ready. think they. I think that level that you saw them play through 
is probably the most finished product of this game. I I, I really do think three four three. If if this game comes out, if they delay it in March, or do, if it doesn't come out till February or March, right? And it doesn't it, it does not perform well or sell good. Like three four three, they did what four five, and now this one, right? And so I. And they they fucked up the Master Chief collection. I I think they 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 don't have a win under their belt since no. they took this project over, and this is supposed to be Microsoft's flagship game. I've always said for years, to me personally, uh, my because my favorite Xbox series um, is Gears of War, and I've always said Gears of War should be their flagship, not Halo. But they 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 kind of treat Gears at Microsoft like it's the the it's it's the it's the little cousin that we kind of like but man you know this halo's our son and i get it but man it, gears is such a better game it's it's more well written uh even when you know studio heads like cliffy b and everybody left the project they, they still continue to make great games gears four and five are great games so um it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens to Microsoft's moving forward. Like they now now if Halo is bad, right? And Gears Five just came out uh, two years ago. There may not be another Gears for, um, you know, at least two to three years. And then Fable, we know that's not coming out anytime soon. What what does Microsoft have to show me as a as a as a flagship of their console? Right. Yeah. That's it's not good issue. news. That's that's it's huge. And all these yeah, they oh people are like, well, they acquired all these studios. They did, but outside of Obsidian, none of them are really gangbuster studios, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, they're not they're so, not gonna yeah. push the console. I mean, yes, Spider Man no. Miles Morales, it's gonna be a little bit of a smaller experience, but holy shit, man, to fly around in New York City on my PS five and be able and I'm sure I'm sure that there's gonna be a massive update to the regular Spider Man as well or the PS four version of Spider Man. And you're gonna be able to play it on the PS five and it's gonna be it's gonna it's... I was I was <sighs> I was trying to not get into the I did not want to get into the the downing that we usually seem to do about Microsoft, but I mean, they, they keep every week. It seems like. All right, guys, sorry about that. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty uh, finishing up that Halo segment, uh, but we're just going to move right on to news topic number two. Uh, this is also Xbox related. Xbox Series X confirmed for November launch. This comes to you via Stephanie Nunley at VG247.com. Microsoft has confirmed Xbox Series X will launch in November, but there still isn't a date. This is the second time Microsoft has revealed a November launch console, uh, November launch for the console as the company's CFO Amy Hood confirmed Xbox Series X was still on track to launch during that month. While this isn't new information, additional additional confirmation is always nice. I feel like I'm about to have a fucking stroke today. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh, In a blog post today, Microsoft said there were more than 50 new games planned for this year's generation and optimized for the console. Owners of the console can expect new games for Xbox Series X launching with Xbox Game Pass, such as the Medium, Scorn, Tetris Effect Connected, and other exclusives. Whoopee. You can also expect 40 currently available titles optimized for the console, such as Destiny 2, Forza Horizon uh, 4, Gears 5, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and others. It also wanted to remind folks that there will be plenty of games available for the console through Xbox Games Pass and thousands of games across four generations of content. Now we just need an actual concrete date. So they're basically confirming that this is coming out in November. Still no day. I still think it's going to be that uh, um, weekend of uh, 
Black Friday. I think it might be the first week in November, but I, I mean, either way, they should have delayed the console. I'm calling it now. They yeah. should have delayed. They they should have pushed it. They should have pushed it to release with Halo. It's a bad choice. It's, I I I just don't. It's just a bad choice. I think. I think they should have delayed it. I I, I get where you're coming from, but. If Sony launches in November and that's the only thing that's out, that is not going to be good for uh, Xbox yeah, but- because all those people that were going to get Xbox for Christmas would end up getting PS5s. And now it's like, well, now what do you do? So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, but I, I think that would be a bad move on their but part to even sell consoles. Didn't the Xbox One launch before the PS4? It did. I, and look but- at Sony. I mean, they they did gangbusters. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily know it was that six hundred dollars when it launched too. I just I uh, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to cut the price on this thing to sell if they want to compete. They're gonna have to cut the price. I mean, we don't even know what the price is, so I don't want to jump the gun that quickly and say that that's what they're gonna need to do. But already not. They're they're basically at this point. I, they're trying to undercut Sony. They're waiting for Sony to 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 give out their price point first, so they can undercut them. And Sony's just like, no, we're not going to do it. So I I think because that's I I was getting into an argument with a guy on Twitter the other day where I had said, uh, you know, Sony doesn't have to. They could literally hold a state of play like November twelfth and say next Friday. PS5 is out and here's its price point and it would sell like literally give a month's a week's notice and that console is going to sell agreed and then you know Microsoft may be waiting to for that exact moment I don't think it's going to take that long I think we're going to get prices probably here within the next month because and this is that this is what's crazy to me is we are so close that these consoles are coming out and we don't have a date for either one of them or a price and that's kind of terrifying it's a little scary, but I mean, fuck, I, I'm going to buy it. And everyone, everyone, like, I don't know that they need much more hype around these consoles. I think everybody's, everybody's ready. Their bodies are ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I agree. What do we got for number three, Kevin? All right. The Last of Us Part Two, Getting Permadeath, Grounded Difficulty, a new update from Ryan Gillian at Polygon. On Monday, Naughty Dog updated the PlayStation trophies of The Last of Us Part Two, revealing some modes coming to the game, Permadeath and Return of the Original Game's Grounded Mode, which, if you don't know, is just like the most difficult mode. It, there's like minimal HUD. Um, it's it's really fun if, you, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. In The Last of Us, uh, Naughty Dog added the hyper-difficult Grounded Mode after launch. This mode... Oh, well, here it's about to tell you. This mode triples enemy damage, removes Listen Mode, a tool that helps you track players nearby, removes the HUD, and offers next to no supplies strewn around the world. There's also fewer checkpoints it's currently unclear how some how similar grounded will be in the last of us part two if players manage to beat the sequel on the setting they'll earn the dig to graves trophy according to the dlc update players can also turn on permadeath mode in the last of us part two and other games permadeath suggests failure at even a single death meaning players would need to start over at the beginning if they die you can't stop this trophy goes to players complete uh that complete the story on any permadeath setting which suggests players can apply permadeath to multiple difficulty types so yeah they um fuck that players, <laughs> yeah I, it, if the game was shorter i i actually might go and do a grounded playthrough like, what um, the fuck are they thinking this isn't like an rpg like 
who wants to get 20 hours into this game and start over <laughs> and die oh my god no grounded okay i'm cool with that but permadeath are you fucking I, kidding me yeah to whoever does that you're you're a psychopath yeah for sure like i wouldn't because now i missed it Did, does permadeath is that grounded difficulty or is it any difficulty with no permadeath? it's separate it's completely separate so you can play through on grounded, um, but permadeath is is a completely separate thing. It looks like you can play permadeath on normal if you wanted to. Well, that's that's maybe doable then. But I, I God, that just seems like a pain in the ass. Like this a game was already long enough, and I like it, but I don't love it enough to play permadeath on it. I don't love any game well enough to play permadeath on it. <laughs> Some games do it right, right? Like 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 roguelikes where the games are not that long of a game. Um, I, I'm fine with that. Like 2D side scrollers and things like that. I'm fine with permadeaths like that. But in a, in a story, narrative-driven, third-person action-adventure game that's over 40 hours long? No. Oh. Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> Have you seen that video? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, that's, Hell that's my favorite no. thing to that's tag literally Dallas that. Cowboys fans in. It's like, uh, <laughs> are, are the Cowboys going to the playoffs this year? Hell to the Hell. no, no. <laughs> to hey, the no, no, no. There may be no it. NFL season this year, for all we know. So, oh, Don't say those words. Might happen, man. All right, number four. NVIDIA to host GeForce event on September 1st as RTX 3000 series rumors intensifies. Where all my CPU nerds at? Let's get it out right now. Let's just let's just pull our wieners out and just touch the tips and just admit how <laughs> superior we are to the rest of video game players all around the world. Uh, this comes to you via uh, VG247 by Sharif Saeed. NVIDIA is... What the fuck is this podcast today? I don't know. I swear to God. Started into uh, something strange. NVIDIA is almost ready to talk about its next lineup of consumer GPUs. GPUs for you non-nerds stands for Graphical Processing Unit. After much Graphical Processing Unit. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Hello. My GPU is ready. Uh... <laughs> After much speculation, NVIDIA has officially confirmed that it's hosting an online event next month. The show is pre-recorded and will be streamed live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. UK for all you Brits on Saturday, September 1st. It will, as always, be presented by CEO Jensen Huang and can be watched on NVIDIA's, I think it's Wang, actually. I think that's how that would be pronounced. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Although the company did not specifically spell it out, it is widely believed that this is where the RTX 3000 series of graphics cards will officially be revealed. Um, So yeah, NVIDIA's uh, been in talks. This has been known for a while that uh, each uh, couple of years they come out with a new series of graphics cards. Last was the RTX uh, 2000 series, and before that was the GTX 10,000 series. And so... It's the future of gaming, right? New consoles, new video yep. game consoles are coming out. So, of course, new graphics card for PCs are going to come out. And I'm sure that these things are probably going to be, I bet an RTX 3000 uh, 3080 is probably going to be close to two grand. And so, you know, definitely Jeez. for, this is definitely something for the super enthusiasts. Um, but the, the, they they usually come down in price. Uh, they did get really bad there for a bit with uh, the ten thousand series when uh, Bitcoining and and all that mm. uh, cryptocurrency. Still not exactly sure how that all worked, but apparently they were hogging all the. Uh, they were building these PCs to crypto mine, 
and they would have like five GTX 1080s to mine this currency. And so it was driving up the p- price of uh, graphics cards like crazy a couple of years ago. But they've they've kind of dwindled down to normal asking price, if you could call it that. So uh, just just kind of wanted to throw that in there that, you know, new new as technology develops, develops and releases, there's always something that comes to take its place. And yeah, so, always. What's number five, Kev? Let me see. Well, one of the links that I put in uh, doesn't isn't working, um, but this is uh, Doc's return to YouTube. Doctor Disrespect uh, returned to YouTube this week with absolutely massive numbers. Um, when he he went live randomly on YouTube, which was just kind of like a like a teaser for his regular stream. It wasn't even him; it was a background. I mean, the guy was hitting like 400k. Um, it was pretty pretty insane. Here, you just put the link in there on the Google Doc, right? I think I fixed it. There you go. No, that's still Last of Us. That's weird. I don't know what's going on. It's very strange. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Doctor Disrespect is back. What, He's back. Did, he, did he say anything still? To, to do we know why he left Twitch? Do it? Does anybody so he, know why? He literally. Uh, there's actually a really great clip uh, that you could look up. It's him talking about it. And he, it's about a minute and a half, and he says he still has no idea. And then he, you know, he does what the doc does. And he's like, oh, you know, oh, doc doesn't know. I don't believe him. And he's basically like, fuck you. Like, I, I do. We do not know. Like, Twitch has not told us why, which is scary, which is if that is true, which I, I, I tend to believe that it is. You really do? You, you think that's true? I do. Yeah, I, I, I think that I think I really think what what I think happened here is that Twitch wanted to get rid of doc because shroud and ninja were free agents they wanted cap space and i think they wanted to bring uh i think they wanted to bring both of them back both two streamers that are not nearly as controversial as doc has been in the past and i think he didn't have a contract did he oh doc signed a big contract big oh he did big money contract yep well see that's that's my thing is like they lost money right Twitch lost money losing Doc on Twitter. Well, we don't know. Website. We don't but know I'm, because no, of I'm the... saying I'm saying in general, when somebody has subscribers donating, that uh, a, a portion of that money goes to Twitch, so they're losing out on that money. So right. why, if you were to lose money, and you would be giving a reason why, right? Like that's why I'm, I'm, I, I don't buy the fact that Doc doesn't know that he's completely clueless of why they canceled him. I don't. I don't know. I. I honestly think um, that we would have heard something by now. I think Twitch would have made a statement. They would have done something if they wanted people to know what the what the issue was here. I know it's all wrapped up in in a legal battle and whatever, whatever. But uh, Twitch has done shady stuff in the past. Um, yeah. And I, I don't necessarily. I, I don't think that they. I don't think it. Put it this way. I don't think they're above it. I really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's. Maybe that's me just, you know, wanting to stick my finger at at, at a corporate entity. Um, but I just, I, I don't know. It's a difficult situation. Um, I'm glad Doc's back. I've watched both of his streams since he's been back. Um, still, he's still the best in the business. Um, he's still incredibly entertaining. Uh, from from an like watching it from an actor standpoint, I love his bits. I, I think they're fucking hilarious he's come up with incredibly funny and entertaining bits um i and i just i i love the character of doc i think he's such he's so funny and he's so crazy and he's so um niche 
that I I, I find him extremely entertaining. So uh, I'm oh, glad he's, he's very back. entertaining. He's very entertaining. Um, my boy that I like to watch is back today. Who's back today, Kevin? Shroud, a rowdy shroudy. Yeah, I, I love me some shroud. Probably the best aim in the me game. Too. Oh yeah, hands down. He's so fucking good. So he's back on Twitch. Ninja is uh, back on Twitch. So it's like, uh, he's, yeah, Ninja's streamed on both YouTube and Twitch, and his YouTube numbers were way bigger than his Twitch numbers. But honestly, they paled in comparison to the doc. Paled in comparison to the doc. The doc yeah, just ate people, everyone's lunch. Well, he generated all this controversy, and people wanted to know what the hell was going on. So brilliant, and it, absolutely brilliant. An yeah, it was great marketing. <laughs> if anything, look, right, you can now. say a lot of things about the doc, but the man knows how to market, and he knows how to build hype. He is the best in the business at that. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. Uh, next news topic is. Uh, this comes via IGN at Jordan Alleman. Project Ragtag, which was the canceled Amy Hennig Star Wars game. Uh, he, a developer, states that this would have been the best Star Wars game ever made. A producer who worked on Project Ragtag has said that the canceled game would have been the best Star Wars game ever made. In an interview with Minimax X Visceral Game producer Zach Mumbach shed some details on the canned EA project, which in his words was said to be an amazingly well-crafted 12-hour experience. Mumbach talks about how leadership team was brought in and cut into cut and shipped the game who had a different vision for Ragtag than Amy Hennig's crew at Visceral. God, Visceral. I'm thinking this is effing Amy Hennig. We have the chance to make the greatest Star Wars game ever made and possible game of the year contender. Uh, when asked about what might happen to if the team were given more time, Mumbach told Minbax has been Hansen. I think we would have made the best Star Wars game ever made. The story and the setup and the characters like, man, it was a setup for success, success. But what we had to execute was going to take a while, end quote. Mumbach later talks about how EA had to start to pivot away from a single player experience, which led to Ragtag's ultimate demise and how frustrating it was to see them return to the formula years later with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. So, you know, it's easy for someone, obviously, that works on a game to go, well, yeah, this would have been the best Star Wars game you ever played. But being the fact that Amy Hennig was involved with the narrative and just that this was going to be like our third person Uncharted Star Wars game. It's sad, especially when we did get Jedi Fallen Order, which was great. It was a great game, but you could tell that it was rushed and. I just feel like I wish we could have seen. I hate I hate when stories like this come out because we're never going to get to know, right? Like right. this is just this just ends. Like there was a, allegedly years ago there was an amazing Darth Maul game that yeah. never came out. It was called like thirteen thirteen or something like that, and it just sucks to. I don't like talking about stories like this because it just kind of gets our hopes up for what if, and then, and then what it in turn ends up doing is put sets the bar a little bit higher for the future of things. Right. So yeah. it, it sucks, but I, I get where they're coming at. I think, I think uh, visceral was a great studio that got fucked really hard by EA. Um, yeah. I really wanted another dead space game and that's never going to happen. Probably. I mean, it's, it's, it's a possibility that, you know, they could give it to respawn or something, but visceral was a really good studio. They were. And this is a, this is a goddamn shame. Um, this is just, 
I was looking forward to this game when I found out Amy Henning was working on a new Star Wars game. I mean, God, you know, Uncharted is one of my favorite series and Star Wars is also one of my favorite, you know, franchises. I just it was so sad when the whole thing played out. And, And, you know, uh, I think that I think the Fallen Order was good. I played 10 hours of it. I want to get back to it. Um, The controls for me uh, just don't. They don't it doesn't feel good like especially now after playing uh ghost of tsushima like going if i have if i were to go back to fallen order i don't know that it would hold up well um it's just it's a good game don't get me wrong story's interesting and um it, it's good it's just it's not great in my humblest of opinions and i'm yeah you're right uh, stories like this make me sad um, but that's the games industry, I guess, is that there are a lot of really, really, really good games that get canceled and really shitty games that end up getting produced. Yeah, I, I looked up at Amy Hennig right now, and I don't even think she's employed anywhere at the time at, at the time she's of not. this podcast. I think that she left that. And I actually uh, think she's starting her own studio, right? Uh, I, I, now she joined Skydance Media in November 2019 to start at a new division there for new story-focused experiences that will employ state-of-the-art computer graphics to provide a visual fidelity of television and film, but with an active learn and experience that puts the audience in the driver's seat. So she is doing games, but it's probably not going to be anything that we would probably ever play. It sounds yeah. like it's going to be more of a learning interactive experience. Um, that's a shame. And that, that, that was going to be my next point was not only did this game that we lost a great a potential, great star Wars game, the industry lost one of their best people in general, because she got very depressed after getting cut from visceral and then canning that game. And she had put so much time. That's the bad thing about games development, right? Like you, you sit there and you, you hear these all the time of games and studios being canceled, but you don't think about the human element that goes into it. Like this woman put her heart and soul into the development of a story of a star Wars game that was going to be considered Canon. Like that's huge. Right. Yeah. And 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 not only is it huge, I mean, she's, she's a, she's an artist too. So there's a level of pride and love that you have for that type of work that, when it gets canceled, I mean, I can't imagine just crushing. Oh yeah. Just, just takes, takes a toll on you mentally and physically, I'm sure. So, uh, hopefully one day we'll get to see a third person action adventure game directed by Amy Hennig again one day, but probably won't happen. Yeah. What is next? Kevin, Sam Fisher joins Rainbow Six Siege by Stephanie Nunley at VG247.com. While details aren't available, there's at least a teaser trailer for Sam Fisher in Rainbow Six Siege. Splinter Cell, Sam Fisher will join Team Rainbow when Operation Shadow Legacy goes live in Rainbow Six Siege. Ubisoft released a teaser for the new content today alongside some key artwork. Full reveal will take place on Sunday, August 16th, 11 a.m. Pacific, and the only time zone that matters, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch <laughs> the reveal on Twitch. So, right. this is a cool little bit of news. So, I put this in here just to say, Eves Gamont, if you're listening, what the fuck are you guys doing with Splinter Cell? Like, why? Why do you keep fucking putting him in to these little projects like he was a character in that mobile game? And then now this and it's like, stop doing this to Splinter Cell fans. Like, this is fucking insane. I'm sick of it. Like, Ubisoft has just taken this character and they, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. But they know that people like 
they, they like Splinter Cell, and so they're going to dangle his balls in front of your face, but you're never going to get to play another Splinter Cell game again. Or or is just, is this, are they teasing something is in the works? Is that Gotta possible? Gotta be something in the works. Gotta be something in the works. We've seen so much Sam Fisher in the last 365 days in other things that is not Splinter Cell that it's like, like even that that mobile game, they got Michael Ironside to voice the character, and it's like, I, I they've got to be teasing. They something, have them in the right? studio because they're making a new game. Come on, they're not gonna I, pay. I, I, they're not gonna pay hope. for him to come in. Not gonna pay for him to come in just to do a little, you know, little thing here or there. No, no, no. He this was like, hey, we're know. doing this other game too. It's gotta be, gotta be. Ubi, Ubi, Ubisoft got fuck you money. You know what I mean? Like they. They have that. They have the money to do that, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I'm just pissed because I, I would love a new Splinter Cell game. Um, what was the last one? It was the one where he was a uh, in prison. Uh, Blacklist, I think. Maybe, sure. I think that was the last one, and that came out in like 2012. I mean, it's been a minute for sure. I'm not a big stealth guy. I have played Splinter Cell games in the past. Like uh, I think there was one on the PSP I played. Um, they're good games. I'm not the biggest stealth guy. I'm, I mean, I'm a brute through but and through. But you can't like, deny the fact that that is one of the biggest, best, oh yeah, game biggest and best franchise, hands down. And, and and they're not doing nothing with it. And it's like, no. like you know, Microsoft should just fucking purchase that IP because the, the Splinter Cell originally started on the Xbox and. You know, if if Halo's in that fucking bad of dire straits, you know, Sam Fisher could totally be the face of Xbox. And imagine what a cool Splinter Cell style style multiplayer would be. A stealth based, um, you know, sandboxish multiplayer game that that could be hyper competitive and Microsoft could get their hands on that. I mean, that would be huge. Yeah, I, I really think that if Microsoft is buying any more IPs, it needs to be they need to just buy Splinter Cell and just make it them damn their damn selves because but then who would you have develop it though? You know what I mean? They're probably three four three four three, probably three. gonna get no, they're gonna get axed. And I just yeah, I, I really I would love to see Sam Fisher be the face of Xbox if 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 three four three kills Halo. Yeah, I agree. So next one is Twitch Prime is now Prime Gaming. Amazon is making a change to Twitch Prime. Amazon has announced today that Twitch Prime is being renamed to Prime Gaming. Twitch Prime was the banner under which Amazon offered a number of benefits to Prime members, and the new name further aligns it with Amazon Prime. Existing benefits such as monthly free games, one free channel subscription, in-game content, bonuses, etc. will all remain. As with Prime Video, Amazon Music, and Prime Reading, Prime Gaming will now join existing services available to Amazon customers as part of their Prime subscription. Excuse me. Uh, Quote, Prime members already get the best of TV, movies, music, and now we're expanding our entertainment offerings to include the best of gaming. Uh, End quote, said Prime Gaming GM Larry Plotnick. We're giving customers new content that makes playing their favorite games on every platform feel even better. So no matter what kind of games you love and no matter where you're playing them, they'll be even better with Prime Gaming. To track all your benefits, head over to Gaming Homepage on Amazon. Uh, this did come via Sharif Saeed at VG247. So um, 
just kind of wanted to include this in there. I know we have people that play uh, that stream on Twitch. You, you yourself is one of them. We, we both do it. Uh, but this is kind of a, I was kind of confused at first. I thought Twitch prime was just kind of going away uh, and then something was taking its place, but it sounds like it's, it's increasing. The benefits are going to be bigger, which I'm hoping with Amazon studios and things like that. I wonder if they're going to do kind of an Xbox game pass model with, with their studio. If you're a prime member, Maybe you get access to games like New World, the MMO that they're making. Um, that would that would be kind of cool to see that their their first party studio games uh, start to uh, take precedence. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, this it's a cool rebrand. I think it was about time. Um, I think Prime Gaming. You know, if you have Twitch, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Prime Gaming, which means you got a free sub. You know, all that stuff that streamers say all the time. I think Twitch Prime was a little like, you know, eh, it was a little weird. You know, you get a brand and a little bit more been, towards. They've always been owned by Amazon, haven't they? From the most part, yes. I think. Yep. So this kind of just makes sense. But uh, yep. anyway, last news topic, Kevin. All right. This is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 delayed to 2021. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines has been pushed back yet again. Um, the developer... Hardsuit Labs and publisher Paradox announced this morning that the game will be released this year and is now will not be, will not be released this year and is set for 2021. This is Bloodline 2's second delay after the game got pushed back this year from the original 2019 release target. In an official message on Twitter, the company explained, and they said, "Let me pull up this thing uh, from Twitter. It's pulling up. It's pulling up. My computer is terrible." And for whatever reason, can't view the tweet. Let me go back to the article. It we said, are moving the launch of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 to 2021. Our goal has always been to deliver the best game possible to immerse you into a Seattle reimagined world of darkness and deliver a worthy successor to the original Bloodlines game. Due to the quality bar and ambitions we have set for ourselves, we have made the difficult decision that we need more time. This means that our goal is to release to release in 2020 is no longer possible. Moving launch is one of the changes we are making to ensure the best player experience possible. This is not a decision taken lightly, nor is it the first option we considered. We will share the same goal and information in months to come, timing and other organizational changes that will help us achieve this goal. We understand that this will be a disappointment to many of you, but we also appreciate how our ambition is echoed through many parts of the community. We hope you understand that while difficult, this is the right call. We thank you for all your patience while we continue to build bloodlines too. Andy Kipling and Jacob Month. So, yeah this this is a uh, this is a game that started because it was crowdfunded, and then because the first one is kind of a cult following. I don't know if you ever played the first one, did you? I did not. Very cool game. It's 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 basically. Uh, first person um rpg vampire and it, it's very lore narrative driven but it, it, the mechanics are so cool and i don't know if you've got a chance to see the trailer for bloodlines 2 but it looks fantastic and it was actually one of the games that i was looking forward to this year with uh along with ghost of Tsushima, and so just them delaying it again like this it sucks, but the reason for this, this is not like a Halo delay. This is a delay because this game is, uh, you know, they're not necessarily an independent studio, but they are, and it was crowd fu- crowdfunded. They're not like Microsoft. They're not getting tons of money. So I I kind of thought this was going to happen. These Just these smaller studios, they can't crank out the games like some of these bigger studios are able to. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, take your time. Like, make the game good, you know? Take yeah. as much time as you need. For sure. Um, that's been our news. It's been a kind of a slow news week. Uh, but as the summer tends to dwindle down, we get more releases coming out. Um, it's going to pick back up again. You know, we have games coming out here, and I think I think next week is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. There's a hey, demo at least coming out, I think, tomorrow. No, it's August 14th. August 14th, a demo for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming out, and then another game comes out a week later. So I'm excited about that. And as 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 we get deeper into the year and these consoles coming out, the news is just going to... We're, we're going to have so much fucking news, we're not going to know what to talk about. <laughs> You're right. But we're going to move on from the news. We're going to hit our main topic this week. Um, we love video games, but to play video games well, you always kind of have to... Uh, you know, compliment yourself with the best gaming tech you can find. And so today we're going to kind of talk about some of the accessories that we like to use for gaming. Um, I think both of us, me and Kevin, both, I think he also plays on a monitor. I play on a monitor as well, but he also plays on TV too. What do you prefer, Kevin, television or monitor? It depends on the type of game. If I'm playing something twitchy and I'm playing something, um, competitive i like to be on the monitor but if i'm playing you know last of us or ghosts of tsushima i want to be sitting on my couch with my big tv for sure yeah i i i think the the third person games that you you don't have to be as sold on because my my tv in my living room i have a 60 inch tv but it's kind of far away from the couch and even on a 60 inch tv like if i'm playing something competitive i just feel like i'm not I'm not able to see everything that I should be able to. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel that way too. So like I play I play majority of my video games on a monitor. Um, my PC obviously is connected to my monitor. I have my PlayStation 4 Pro connected to it right now. Uh, the only thing I have in the living room on the TV is the is my Switch. Um, but I I alternate like um, obviously once I get a 4K TV, I'll move the PlayStation back into the living room and I'll play Ghosts on that. I played. I played Last of Us Part Two in the living room on my TV, uh, but yeah, shooters, anything competitive, I think has to be on a monitor. Do you have any types of televisions that you think are the best right now to buy? Well, I I will say this on a budget. I think the best budget televisions you can buy from TVs they are they have low input lag. They have a really really crisp um, picture. And they're kind of catered a little bit more towards the gamer. I did own a Sony Bravia um, when I was in New York. I bought it. It was the 55-inch, and it was there. Oh, God, I can't remember what series it was off the top of my head. I own a Series 6 TCL right now. Um, but the one there, you know, it, it was the comparable model, basically, to the to the TCL. It wasn't the highest um sony that they had but that tv was was really great the input lag was higher on that tv which is why it didn't go with the sony when i came moved back down to um to orlando because i wanted to be able to play more competitive games on the tv without really worrying about it and i think i get i think it's a 20 millisecond or a 22 millisecond um response time on my television which for a tv is really great um but I think I was getting more like 40 on the Sony. But man, I, I think the picture was a little better on the Sony. I had to mess with it more than the TCL uh, because the brightness was a little strange on it. But uh, the integration with the PlayStation was awesome. I could turn the TV on from my PlayStation. 
Um, you know, it knew it, you know, it came up with, you know, PlayStation four on the, on the, on the startup screen. It was just really well integrated. Um, I loved that TV, but, uh, you know, if I, I mean, God, if I had all the money in the, in the world, I'd be buying a Sony for sure. Um, I would go with their new, uh, the new line that's coming out with the PS five. Yeah. Uh, those look amazing. Yeah. And the monitor I, I play would... on. No, you could go, go. I was just going to say, what, what did we see? They, I think it was like, oh, what, $4,000, $5,000, something like that. Oh, no, it, was it's six, it, was six, it was six grand. It was six grand for that new TV. So, yeah, like, I just don't understand how some of these people are able to afford TVs like this. It, it, like, I, I would just never be able to justify my, that type of purchase to my wife. Like, it doesn't matter no. what it is. There's no way. Yeah, no, there, literally, there's no way in hell. Um, but, you know, if you got all the money in the world, go, 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 go splurge. <laughs> But yeah, I and I currently the monitor I play on is an LG 24 inch um, IPS monitor, one millisecond response time. It's 1080. It's 1080p. It's not 4K like my TV is, um, which I actually really love. The color is the contrast. The colors are really really great on an IPS monitor. Um, I'm gonna upgrade it at some point when I when the PS5 comes out. I'm probably gonna have to get a 4K monitor if I want to stream or anything like that. Um, you know, obviously the how many hertz does it what's your refresh rate on your monitor it's only, it's only 60 hertz um okay. so i'm gonna need to get 120 hertz at least on, yeah on on that monitor and move my ps5 into uh you know into that streaming zone but i'm gonna have to upgrade the monitor to at least 120 hertz if not 244 um just to kind of future proof it for when i get a a pc um but what, what do you play on currently uh, I, I'm playing on an Asus uh, 24 inch LED monitor. It's 1080p. It's also an IPS panel. Um, it's 144 hertz. Uh, currently, the monitor that I use is ranked second uh, on buyersguide.org top 10 gaming monitors of 2020. I actually just pulled this up and my monitor was actually number two. It ranks at nice. a 9.7. The one that is above it is called a scepter c305b-200 un it's a curved gaming monitor uh 30 inch display also 1080p offers 200 refresh rate and supports amd FreeSync. um so both of these monitors as far as i'm looking here there is so the only 4k monitor is ninth on the list so obviously 4k gaming kind of takes a backseat to monitors because people that are playing on monitors generally are playing on pc what matters the most is your frame rate and i i think that 4k is uh slowly getting into gaming i think we're going to see that a lot with this generation of video games that comes out with the ps5 and this xbox series x uh, but for the most part, I think most people are satisfied with 1080p. They would just prefer to play at something above 60 frames per second. Yeah, I'd agree with that, too. And I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I was in the market for for a monitor along. Uh, what was it? I probably bought this thing two years when I was living in New York. So around two years ago now, and I got a great deal. I actually bought it open box from uh, B&H, which is like the big. Have you ever been to b and I have not. What is oh, that? Oh, shit. Next it's time. Like so next buy? time. Yeah, but it's like Best Buy on crack. Okay, so it's it's on um it's on Ninth Avenue. It's Ninth and Thirty Second, Ninth and Thirty. No, 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 no. Ninth and yeah, Ninth and Thirty Second. And it um okay, it it is like the the technology mecca. So it's like Best Buy on crack. You go uh, like oh god, it's uh, I could go on all day about B and H, right? They've got everything from from video production to um. 
every camera you can imagine to video games to TVs to sound editing to I'm trying to think of like everything there to drones to um, God, it has everything. It is the best. I would literally I lived I would go at least once a week uh, over there just to walk around. Um, it's, oh God, it's God's gift to technology. And it's so cool. Cause they have like this whole, um, like levy system where like the, if something's upstairs, they, there's like this whole track that goes around and you can, you know, you can like see your stuff. It's fucking amazing. And they have everything there. And sorry, that's my dog. He's, um, he's getting a little restless here. He's, he's, but, he's excited for the, the, the yeah, story. Yeah. BH2. Yeah, you can hear him. Uh, but yeah, I could go on all day, but I bought it there. I'm going to pause my mic so I can take care of my dog for a second, ramble for a sec. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, I, I, I never have heard of BH. We have Best Buy here in uh, the town I live in in Texas, and, and we're a pretty good sized town where I think altogether, if you add up the Metroplex and the surrounding areas, we're over 300,000 people. But uh, pretty much if you want your technology, I, I get all of my things from Amazon. Um, everything I get is from Amazon because the, the best buy where we live is just terrible. Uh, there's no PC parts anywhere uh, to purchase in this Best Buy. Like you're lucky you won't find a graphics card. You used to be able to, but it's just, yeah, it's just kind of gone downhill. I think the, the best way to buy products nowadays and, and your third party tech, your accessories, the things that you need to enhance your gaming experience. I think Amazon without a doubt is probably the best, the best logical place to buy all these things. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I mean the God, the resource that Amazon the resources that Amazon has to be able to get shit from all over the places is insane. And like get it to you quickly as well is huge. Um, now I kind of want to talk about the controller that I use a lot of the time I bought. Um, I got a bunch of money for Christmas and I went out and I bought uh, an Astro C40 controller, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a scuff controller. It is the it's the PlayStation version of the Xbox Elite. So it's got back bumpers. You can actually switch the thumbsticks so you can have offset thumbsticks if you want. Um, it has like a removable panel um, and the triggers also they have little stops on them so they can be a little bit uh, quicker and you can pretty much no matter what it is, you can cater it to your play style you can make your very moddable right yeah it's super super moddable um so i've got mine you know the way i like it and it was two hundred dollars um and i it was one of the best purchases i think uh i ever bought i will say the first one that i had um had some kind of software error so i had to get a new one um but this one has been great ever since um it's it's really changed the way I play competitive games. Um, I can't use it when I'm streaming because it has like a frequency. It ends up doubling my voice. It's very strange. I can't fix it. Um, but when I'm not streaming, I'm always playing with that controller. Um, it's got uh, it's got less frequent input lag. So the Bluetooth that it uses is better than the regular PlayStation controller. It feels really, really great. The thumbsticks, I have the right thumbstick higher. So it's a little bit, you know, I can it's a little bit more precise. Um, I really, really recommend getting them. However, I wouldn't buy one now if you're going to buy a PS five because they haven't released if it's going to be compatible with the PS five yet. Um, which is kind of a concern for me, um, because it's, it's what I, I, I like. Um, I went with this over the scuff controllers because I heard the scuff controllers aren't the most reliable. Um, I hear that they break after about a year. 
which is uh which was a little concerning for me uh so i went with this i think you know I think with the PS5, depending on if they come out with a pro controller or attachment, you, the back buttons are huge. Um, I don't know, Joseph, if you've played with a controller with back buttons, but it is a completely different world. Uh, oh, for sure. It's um, just, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, yeah, that you're unable to get the C40 TR gaming controller right now. It is completely sold out on Amazon and their actual website. So I'm wondering if uh, COVID has decreased the production of these controllers because it is currently unavailable uh, anywhere right now. Yeah, that's either that, that or, or people went out and bought them when COVID started. That's true. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> possible. Um, I don't play with a moddable controller on PlayStation. I don't know why. I've always kind of just liked the regular one. I've I've thought about getting into the scuff ones. Uh, but like you said, I've heard kind of some bad reviews about them as well. I do, however, have the Xbox One Elite controller that I use for PC. And it is basically, you know, the same thing. Back shoulder buttons, everything's moddable, customizable. You can take off the d-pad switch it up to your liking and things like that i love the elite controller it's probably one of the best controllers i've ever owned it's very expensive i think it was 220 dollars when i bought it um but uh you, you can definitely feel that if you hold like a regular xbox one controller and then you feel the elite it is just you you definitely feel like you're holding a bigger gun <laughs> yeah i mean and and the 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 astro controller is hefty like when you hold it it feels like a premium product it feels like the mm -hmm. xbox elite controller it's uh it's great i mean i i highly recommend it if you want to save a little money uh the scuff is less expensive um but you know if you want the offset thumbsticks and you know i think the scuff vantage controller has the offset for playstation um i like them together i don't i don't like the offset i've never really liked that layout i've just become accustomed to it um yeah it's uh i i highly recommend it it's it's one of my i what i would consider you know the the premier things of my gaming experience like the premier uh tech i guess i would say is there you know have you ever played with a modded controller like that at all like do you do you have one that you would recommend or would you go with like the scuff said, if you were looking at it I I probably would pick the scuff one just because it is. so I was looking at the scuff website and I just lost it. Um, let me see. It's the uh, impact. I have to look it up. It's the one that doesn't look. It looks more like an Xbox controller. I think oh, it is the probably impact. that's the scuff. No, the scuff vantage. I think is that. That's one. it. Yeah, that I would pick that one uh, just because of. Now I do like the PS4 controller. But the way the Xbox One controller feels and the Xbox One Elite and the Nintendo Pro controller, I think that that shape, which and that's kind of where the PS5 controller is heading to. I think they, that is the shape that is most comfortable for hands. Um, I was going to suggest uh, one thing that I like to use that I, I will not play a first person shooter game without them on console at all i swear by control freaks have you heard of these yes so what control freaks are are basically uh you can buy there's different kinds um they're thumbsticks basically they, they they clip on to your uh analog sticks for uh you can put them on xbox one ps4 or uh, the switch pro controller and basically the ones that I'm currently in love with right now is uh, let me get my controller here. It's it's so the right stick is elevated and the left stick just is is the same height 
uh, but it's the grooves are kind of help with the grips and everything like that. So basically why you want your right stick elevated, if uh, you aim with your right stick, um, you're a little bit more precise. It's not quite like PC and mouse aiming, but it's definitely, it's more of a controlled movement uh, because basically what you're doing, you're taking your thumb, you're elevating it and you're, it, it, the taller stick allows you to make more precise movements while aiming. Um, so, and I swear by it, it totally works. Like I play way better when I use control freaks on games like Call of Duty, Apex, Fortnite, things like that. Uh, these, these competitive shooters that require precise aiming. I, I will not play a console game without Control Freak. So they will be going with me to my PS5 whenever I do get that. Nice. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come out with updated ones too for the for the PS5. You, you would think. I Because I, these, these have an issue to where they fit perfectly on the PS4. They don't fall off at all. Uh, but I have had them fall off my Xbox One and I have had them fall off of my uh, Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. So Interesting. I think you do need to probably look into which ones you're going to buy. They, they say compatible for all, and I guess technically that's true, but I have had to where I've gotten into like real serious fights on my switch and the stick falls off. So interesting. Okay. Well, that's good to know. What, uh, what headset do you use? So I have the, uh, for PlayStation, I use the PlayStation platinum, uh, wireless, uh, contr- uh, headset. It's a Bluetooth headset. Um, I think it's, it's similar to the one that is going to be coming with the PS five. I'm pretty sure is they, they look exactly alike. Uh, mine's black, um, I guess it would be the gold. No, these are the platinum. I did have the gold because there's two. The gold right? are all black. The platinum has the silver uh, top. So yes, these are the platinum. Then it does have that. I did have the gold before that, and they were blue uh, because it was it was a bundle. It was like this navy blue. It came bundled with Uncharted Four. Um, but those broke and then my wife got me the platinum for Christmas. And then right now what I'm using on PC, since I use a, uh, Yeti microphone to speak into, I just have a, uh, wired headphones, which, uh, all my PC products, I buy everything from Corsair. And these are just like, what are they called? It's the Corsair HS 60 pro, uh, surround sound, very comfortable, uh, fits on my head really well, uh, noise canceling. So if I yell sometimes, it's because I feel like I'm being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I use the Platinums as well. Um, I love them. I think they're phenomenal uh, headset. Uh, and they're going to be compatible with PS5. That that news came out the other week. So I did not you will know be that. able to use That's them. Cool. Yep, you'll be able to use them. So I, I was I was like, they better fucking make it compatible because first of all, they're hyping the surround sound, right? And these platinum headsets have had the capability to do that for years now. Um, there's a there's a virtual surround sound button actually that you can click on uh, the controller or sorry, excuse me on the headset, mm-hmm. uh, which. Uh, you know, enhances your sound, especially in a lot of the first party Sony games. Um, like, you know, you put it on the dynamic, the high dynamic range and it's, it makes God, it makes a world of difference. Uh, they sound really great. Uh, they get really nice and loud if you want them to the, the microphone's great on them. Uh, yeah, I love them. They're really great. I use them when I stream as well, but sometimes, um, if I'm using my, uh, my Astro C40, I'll just plug in my Bose. I really I have a nice set of Bose headsets and I can I can put it in and plug it into the controller and actually use the microphone on it, unlike the other um, uh, Sony controllers, which you can't do anymore. They 
fucking wanted you to buy their controllers so they locked you out of doing it but on my c40s i can do that and i love that too because those bows they i get such a great sound quality out of there and another benefit of the astro is that you can literally dial up exactly how you want um the sound out of your like they got all kinds of eq settings out of the controller it's it's phenomenal it's so so great um so i've got it you know tuned just how i like it and it's it's awesome it's it's uh it's a great feature and uh, it's, I guess it's another reason to recommend that controller is that if you don't own, like you have a nice pair of headsets that you would love to use with, you know, your, your, your gaming, um, and you don't want to go out and buy a platinum headset or something like that. If you own a PS4, it's, it's a really good way to save money on that too, because a new controller and a new headset is going to cost you more than $200 for just the one controller. Um, oh, so yeah. yeah, hands down, um, it, you know, accessories, are all well and good. Um, but there are people that purchase other accessories to get a leg up on the competition. Have you ever tried to use a mouse and keyboard on PlayStation? I have not. I don't recommend I probably, it. I, I, you know what? I, I probably should get used to it. If I'm going to buy a gaming PC, I should try and get used to it, you know, uh, plug something in and, and just get used to controlling with two different things. And So I would not do that at all. If you plan on getting a PC, just just practice when or just just do it when you get the PC. The input lag from mouse and keyboard into a PlayStation is terrible. And also it's it, you can't adjust your settings like you can on PC. Like, uh, for instance, my my stepson he he loves he wants to be like me he wants to play on pc he wants to be like streamers and so he hooks a mouse and keyboard up to his playstation but what he found out was he aimed better with controller and i told him i said it's because that's not made for that it just accompanies it 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 just allows it to be usable but i i wouldn't do that unless I, i some people swear by it think that they could play games like fortnite um a lot better with a mouse and keyboard. I don't know if Call of Duty has it. A lot of games don't even allow it to be usable. Yeah. Uh, but games like Fortnite, because there is cross-play, it is allowable on there. It just, you cannot adjust your DPI settings on a console. Like you can't, like your dots per inch is what DPI stands for. And that's, you have to play on a, a certain DPI. You have to get comfortable with that and then have to get comfortable with in-game settings too and it's just not feasible on console so i would i would probably if you're gonna play on pc eventually someday just just wait till you get the pc and then practice and get good with that because it'll it'll throw you off for sure it'll make it you i think you'll have a harder time adapting to pc if you start trying to play mouse and keyboard on console okay that makes sense that makes sense yeah i you know uh there are so many there's so many things uh, and so many cool accessories for gaming. What's what's the one thing that you wish you had that you don't? Um, right now, I would just honestly, I just would prefer a, be- a beefier PC uh, to to max out everything in games like Red Dead Redemption and things like that. To be able to even in even in that game, I think with the best technology that's available today, you can't get. Uh, achieve max settings in that but uh i wish i had a better sound system 
like I have the I have these speakers and things like that that I bought that are they're they're okay. Um, that I I have my PS4 and my PC hooked up to when I'm not playing on headset, but I play with a headset so much because of like the baby and things like that. I don't ever take advantage of my speakers, so I guess it doesn't matter. But that would be something. I wish I I wish I had a really good like sound bar or something like that. Yeah, that's that's top of my list. I've been in the market for a soundbar for a long time. My roommate, actually, when we lived in New York, he bought the Sonos soundbar, the nice one. And then he also bought two back like back speakers. So we had a full surround sound experience. And I played God of War like that on the soundbar with like full awesome. surround sound. It was it was amazing, man. You could hear every crunch, every, you know, you name it. You could and and what's nice too is if you have surround sound, you can play uh, competitive shooters and stuff, uh, and you still have enemy. You know, you can hear enemies behind you or wherever you know they are. Um, so that's that would probably be the one thing I wish I had was a really nice sound system for my TV, uh, yeah. so that I could kind of get that theater experience uh, with my games. That would be the one I would either go with the Sonos or I would go Bose. You kind of have to go all in on one or the other. Um, I would like the uh, 4K 144 hertz LG. I think it's LG. It may be Samsung. There's a monitor that's like $4,000 and it's 4K. It's ultra wide, but it supports high frame rate and high textures. And like that would be just that would be all encompassing. I wouldn't have to go get a 4K TV because, well, truth be told, the only reason I want a 4K TV is for gaming anyway. I think my 1080p is just fine enough for football. My TV looks it looks great on yeah. football games, so I'm I'm totally fine sticking. I'm not I'm not I've never been like super high on like 4K and things like that, right? Like I didn't get a flat screen TV until like I don't know. I, it was well into the to that that type of technology generation that I was very far behind. I was a very late adopter. I was playing PS4 on, you know, five forty P big TVs when it first right. came out. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a big 4k guy. I, I there's to, to my eye, there's a big difference between 4k and 1080. Um, and I, I've heard that once you, once you see it, you know, and, yeah. and I, I, and, and it's probably is going to fuck me up. Like I'm never going to want to, not play on anything but 4k ever again once i see horizon on that type of shit but yeah i don't know it's just it's just uh i think it's cool that people have their their things that drive them for their tech you know what i mean like i'm i'm more frames per second you're more fidelity uh but everybody has their own is there i i think one of the main things that you have to have especially we've talked about call of duty earlier you got to have expandable storage right Yes, you have to. So I recently bought uh, an external hard drive for uh, my PS4. Now, I will say this, though, and this is a problem that a lot of people run into. It fucks with your controller. No one tells you this, but you have to get a very long cord for it because if it's too close to your console, the, the frequency that it sends out messes with your controller and you get input lag and you get uh, controller drift and you get all kinds of nasty stuff that you do not want when you're playing a competitive game. I, I plugged it in and for fucking almost a week and a half, I, I was like, this is what, what's going on? What's going on? I can't, you know, everything's freaking out. And it came down to, I unplugged the external hard drive and all the problems went away. 
So when you See, get I one, make sure you get one with problem. a long cord. I mean, it could just be the one that I have personally, um, which is, oh God, it's a Seagate, I think. Uh, I've, I've it's got Seagate one terabyte. Yeah, it's probably the same yeah. one I have. I could be. I mean, mine might be an older model, um, but because I, I got it for cheap. Um, but I, it's just, yeah, I, I would be careful, but it's necessary, especially on an old PS4. I mean, I, and I only use it on my OG PS4. I don't use it on my Pro. Um, but on my OG PS4, I needed it because of fucking Warzone mainly. Yeah, um, you, I was yeah, trying to Warzone, stream Warzone and Uncharted, and that's all that's on it. <laughs> Literally, yeah, that, that that's what I had. I would have to delete games so that I could update Warzone, so that I could re. It was just like I was like, I'm over this. I can't do this anymore. It's driving me insane. So now, natively on my on my PlayStation, I have um, Apex, Roco, uh, the. Was is it Warzone? It might be Warzone. I don't know. And uh, basically, the games that I stream, I throw on there. Um, and you all the what, other games that I play, I just put on the hard drive. You know what? You might want to look into um, with your OG PS4 that you have. I haven't tried it. I don't know how it would be with a Pro, but uh, I actually the because I gave it to my stepson. But uh, the PS4 that he plays on is my old, my original launch PS4, and I put in a two terabyte hard drive into it. I took out the internal hard drive and I put a new hard drive in it and it's super easy to do on those, uh, launch PS4s. So yeah, you know what? I might have to do that. It, yeah, it literally took me, I think five minutes when I looked up the YouTube video, it's super easy. You just have to format it, um, to the, you download the software uh, via USB and then you hook it up to the hard drive so it can put the, and you can down you download the actual software from the PlayStation website. It has a link you can go to for people that want to do that. And interesting, you 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 put the interface and everything onto the hard drive, and then you install it, and you're good to go. Um, yeah. The only bad thing is, is you're going to lose anything from that original hard drive. So make sure right. you back up all your stuff to the cloud first. Okay, okay, yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of cloud stuff too, because um, I bounce between PS4s, so. Uh, you know, I got to send the save to the cloud and then download it and, you know, do that back yeah. and forth. Um, but crazy, crazy times we're living in with the, all this yeah. technology. Do you have any other gaming uh, accessories that you'd like to give a shout out to before we end this podcast? I'm probably forgetting something, but uh, not. Sure oh, Brandon actually, I do. Tell us. <laughs> actually, yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Thanks, Brandon. Actually, I do. Um, for my Nintendo Switch, I swear by these things. Uh, it is the. Um, Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on it. Uh, starts with an S. The grip for my Switch that I own. Oh, did, the, you, did you did you put something over it to like so you can I did. hold the side handles easier? Yes, and it's incredible. What is it? Hold on, let me find it. Uh, switch grip. Because I've been I've been looking for something for my switch because I also am in I'm one of those now I have been affected by switch drift. If you don't know what this is, a lot of the launch Nintendo switches over time, their um, joy cons, the the right analog stick would drift and it's not even moving. Have you had that problem? No, luckily, luckily, I don't have the switch. Uh, I don't have that problem. But if I do, we have enough uh, joy cons lying around between my <laughs> girlfriends and whatever else. So I could just fucking throw it on. So this is called the it's the satisfy grip and your Nintendo switch basically slides Ooh. right into it. Talk dirty um, to me. And it is it's more ergonomic. It's not it doesn't add a lot of weight to your controller. 
or to your to your switch but it makes a world of difference like it makes your switch my hands hurt when i play the switch if this thing isn't on i do not play it handheld without the satisfied grip on it it's incredible and it's not expensive right now i just looked it up on amazon you can get it for 30 dollars. oh wow that's and not bad if, at if all. You get, if you go on the Satisfy website, I think I spent $40 and it comes with a case. It comes with a travel case. Okay. And it comes with um with their own version of like the um the joystick. Like you can put the little the thing that you were talking about earlier, the game freak. It mm-hmm. comes with their own version that you can put on top of your thumbsticks. Ooh, um, I may really have to look into that then because like I said, the 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 control freaks that I have are just a little bit too big for the Switch. Yeah, these these fit great. They work really well. Um, I highly recommend it. I've I bought one for myself. I bought one for my girlfriend. I bought one for her brother. I've I bought one for my brother. I mean, I literally like I've spent two hundred dollars on these things. I swear by them. What website was that again? Uh, this is on Amazon, but if you just go to their their website, it's called it's Satisfy S A T I S F Y E. Okay, Satisfy. Uh, make sure I get the spelling right, or it's going to take me to something I probably shouldn't be looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's going to come in. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> she'll she'll do that anyway. So, <laughs> all right, guys, this has been the Remote Gaming Podcast, episode eleven. Sorry for the technical hiccups. Uh, like we always try to say, we are still an up and coming podcast. We're still trying to get the kinks iron out. Uh, maybe it's just me coming back from. Uh, the mountains and just being kind of out of it. Maybe I'm getting back used to the altitude. Maybe that's why I sound like I was having a stroke today, <laughs> but um, if you have any questions like Brandon did, be sure to write into us at remote gaming podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter. God, you think one day I'm actually going to get the, but it's all, yeah, it's all slightly different. It's the same, but different. <laughs> Yeah. And then remote underscore gaming 20 at Twitter. Uh, be sure to check us out. Please give us a like follow and on Twitter. So you can be entered into the drawing monthly for ghosts of Tsushima next month. Uh, congrats to Thomas for getting rogue company. Tomas. Um, my, yes. My name is Joseph King. I'm Kevin Corkum. And we will see you next week. Later. Later.